Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Ed Russo here. And meteorologist Tom Russell, great to catch up with you and everyone listening. We appreciate you being there. So you can always check out our podcast on uh, CBS21.com. And if you like it, you can share it and tell people about it. So it's a good idea, right? Yeah, yeah. We're looking at um, we're looking at some uh, serious spring preview or uh, fever or what do you call it? Um, a spring tea. Yeah, it's, it, it's been <laughs> a big spring way. week. I mean, I was looking at, uh, you know, we're wrapping up February here. We've had... Five days have reached 60 degrees in February. That's pretty impressive. And uh, two nights ago, we didn't even drop below 50 for an overnight low mm -hmm. in February. Yeah. So, so it's been uh, it's been quite a treat. But February's had its share of cold though too. Yeah, and we're kind of getting back into that. So, you know, I again, it doesn't look like anything we'll see long lasting like January. But even March, you know, you get those well, cold days and. Like One of the things you and I, we talked about a lingering winter, and I certainly see that here in March, where it's not going to be like this nice springy time March. It's going to be uh, a lot of cold, you know, so, you know, at or below average temperatures. And I still think, Ed, I still think a decent snowstorm in March. You think it will be, um, you think we'll have any, you think it'll be all snow? Yep, like a four or five incher. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Hey, that that's for this season, that's a that's an all out storm. storm. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I just, I'm going to so find I, it very interesting by the time we get to the end of the season, how much more snow the Jersey Shore has gotten than us. Yeah, you've been pointing out the snow hole. So we're at what twelve and a half inches for the season. Yeah, and uh, those places have already had their you know twenty inches, right? Uh, Atlantic City is almost thirty five, thirty six. Is it really? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and, wow. you know, and even some places down in Delaware and, and the Maryland, Eastern Shore, you know, it's, 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 if you're a snow lover, it's seriously a tease because yeah. we've seen it west of us, we've seen it south of us, we've seen it north of us, we've seen yeah. it east of us, <laughs> there's the snow hole. All right, so what do you think? Did we get another snow before we're done? Yeah, no, no, I think the pattern's right, we're still active, we still got some uh, cold weather that I think we're going to be dealing on and off with as we go through the month of March. You know, like we right. said, the uh, lingering uh, winter and possibly could, could be even, I'm not talking about snow in April, but just lingering chill in yeah, April. Yeah, into and, April. And we can finally really put all of the big cold behind us once we get to mid-May. I feel like once we get to mid-May, it just gets warm and it stays well, warm you know you still get cool so. days but <laughs> i hope so by mid-may yeah you know we always talk about this too people get uh, they get a little too anxious they're planting things and uh -huh. getting stuff ready around the yard and then the next thing you know they get a, a below freezing night late april yeah but even like, in the beginning of may you still can get plenty of 40 degree days true you know? true yeah just... i mean the rule of thumb is you don't plant until mid-may right so and that's why what after mother's day right Right after yeah. Mother's Day. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, a lot of people get, uh, you know, Easter is uh, third week of April this year. So a lot of people get in that spring mode the week of Easter. Mm -hmm. And uh, even that is not uh, not out of the woods. But right. uh, we shall see. And I we remember some see. good snows on Easter. I remember when I was a little kid, it was much harder to find the Easter eggs. Uh, <laughs> my... My, my parents couldn't even find them because the snow covered them up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your parents lost the eggs? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, there, I remember that year we found um, during the fall when we would rake, we actually found, found, we, we found a couple of 
No, they weren't the hard-boiled eggs, thankfully. But, but they, they were plastic stuck. ones? But yeah, no, they were plastic ones. Candy's still inside. I mean, it was stale, but... Wow. Well, yeah. that's Halloween eggs then at that point. Yeah, Halloween eggs. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. You know, in uh, in April, you remember um, in '93 the uh, the superstorm, the big storm. We had the snow in late March, and I remember there still being snow on the ground for an April uh, Easter that year too. So and the, it, the, it can happen. Yeah. The interesting thing about uh, uh, March is though, you know, you can get a six inch snowfall wraps up in the morning and by afternoon you're still like highs may not get out of the 30s but the snow's gone i mean that yeah, sun that... angle is you basically in march you have the same sun angle that you do the beginning of october you know it's super right. high in the sky and all of that you know solar radiation just is directly on the snow and it sublimates evaporates like that you know or it melts too so yeah, uh, it's just it's just amazing how fast the snow cover can disappear in March. All right, so we're thinking a, a cold March, maybe even linger into April. Is it too early to be talking about uh, summertime yet? Yeah, I think so. I'm. I'm <laughs> yeah, that's gonna. I'm. I, I just can't think that far ahead right now. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Yeah. The only thing that's been on my mind, and, I, and I've shared with you a lot, is that we've been really hot for basically the last what, at least three summers. You know, all these days in the 90s, and I, I just think we're due for a, a cooler down summer, but I'm not sure I see that coming. We're yeah. due for it. But. You know, and I, you know, a cooler summer to me would also bring quite a bit of, usually when we have a cooler summer, it's also, we also have some rain events mixed in there too. I, at least I remember the cooler summers in the past have been, you know, several just kind of stratiform rain events. Maybe not necessarily right. it's raining super heavy, but we, we get that easterly flow off the Atlantic. Right, you know, which keeps right. Us that keeps us cool. Showery okay. and in the seventies, um, so that wouldn't be terrible. Well, if, but if you remember uh, twenty eighteen, that whole year, year and a half was just super wet, and we just couldn't wait to break out of it. And it took about a year and a half before we broke that pattern. But that was the last uh, cooler summer. Uh, since then, it's been been on the hot side. So I kind of think we're due for a little cooler summer. And then summer, we'll be talking uh, hurricanes again, and we think that looks like a fairly active season as well. Um, so we shall see. It could keep us busy in the coming months. Yeah, but it's hard, hard to believe we're coming up, you know, last week of February here. and Yep, you know, spring. Uh, which, by the way, is what we call the end of meteorological winter. So yes. December uh january february our meteorological winter so now we'll be moving on to meteorological spring right yeah so even though it may not feel like it at least on paper it will be meteorological <laughs> spring and then the third week of march we will actually officially enter spring but again sometimes that doesn't matter you get that seasonal well, lag too yeah yeah and, and i to me the big modern change is when they adjusted daylight saving time. So daylight saving time this year returns on March 13th. So when that happens, that feels like the beginning of spring to me, just yeah. because, you know, it stays lighter later and it's just has a psychological effect on us, I think. Right. And, and the thing about when we move our clocks forward, um, the data that we use for the, you know, like some of the 12Z data, the data that comes out in the morning, all the model data it comes out an hour later. Right. Yeah, so right. That, that's always annoying. It's nice when you fall back an hour and that data starts to come in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but, that's you know, a good point. Some of the data doesn't come into early mid-afternoon, and when you have the evening shows starting at 5 o'clock like yourself, it's kind of a struggle sometimes to analyze everything because, you know, our shifts almost start. Like, 
it's our shift starts in the afternoon when you work Tom Russell's schedule. Uh-huh. You know, it's like you get in there, you don't have any time to look at anything yet. You're already in a morning meeting or or an afternoon it, meeting and then um the model day it doesn't sometimes not all of it comes out until after the meeting and then you got to have your show and forecast ready by five o'clock so it's such a rush that or you want to adjust stuff when you see the new run come in you're like yeah. oh wait a minute um that that really happens and uh you know as we record this this is one of those situations where you got a wintry mix coming in and you know timing is crucial temperature is crucial and you're like, oh, I wish I had the latest and greatest as far as the uh, the models go and, and whatnot. So you, you have a good point. And, you know, because of what we call now casting, you know, an hour later on the on a model run can really uh, hold up your game a little bit. Yeah. And, and now casting, you know, when we look when we look at about at model data, it's a lot of the models that are, you know, kind of figuring out what's going to happen over the next couple of hours rather than some of the other right. ones we talk about, which, you know, go out days. Right. But yeah, that it, it gets crunch time, especially on an active weather day like today. It does. And we're moving into that more active period. Uh, you know, we get into spring weather and, and severe weather season for us. You know, it's a little later, but we're going to start seeing that through March yeah. in the deep south. And then uh, and then we've got to kind of be on our game again. So um, it's coming. That oh, season yeah. will well, change. There was actually an article I read recently. I don't know if you saw it, but one of the largest... Um, studies on severe storms is about to take place starting in march or april in the deep south covering who's doing that um it's just a collaboration of scientists i think i mean noah's heavily involved many different groups um but they're they're collaborating on uh just tornadoes in that region and we know that you know alabama mississippi georgia parts of arkansas are notorious you know, during the spring, right. this is their severe weather season. So they're doing a collaboration, trying to figure out, you know, there's a high concentration. I mean, Alabama, especially is one of the states where we hit, see the highest fatalities. And it's not uh-huh. necessarily just because we see strong tornadoes there. We do. Um, but it's also uh, neighborhoods, how they're laid out, the number of mobile home parks. Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah. yeah so, so, so there's a socioeconomic element to it. Um, right. I'm sure they're going to get into the science of, I just, you know, over the past several decades or just two decades, really, there's been some notable outbreaks that has put, you know, that part of the country on the map as far as a pretty active area in terms of tornadic activity. And it has always been. Well, Um, I was going to say the big change is population growth. I mean, you look over. population growth. You know, the last 50, 70 years, everybody has moved south. So you got a lot more people in harm's way. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other side of that, like you said, studying the socioeconomic stuff, but also the messaging. Like we've gotten so good with getting the message out. You know, we're to the point where you you don't expect anybody to get killed. That's unrealistic, I guess. But, you know, between our cell phones and instant communication, we should be able to keep most people safe, even in a severe situation. So it's interesting how we've really worked on the messaging. Uh, we kind of had an example even in Central PA last week with the uh, snow squall that came through. We really, the the Weather Enterprises really worked on, okay, how do we get that message out? You've seen those message boards on the highways. We, you know, have cops stationed before that squall moves in. And yet we still had an accident on I-81 yeah. with that snow squall. It's yeah. frustrating. You, you know, the, and I, you know, and, and with the snow squall stuff, um, I think people 
like I was hitting home that day because I think it was on a Saturday that it happened. You know, it's not – it is the slick spots that come from a snow squall that make traffic bad. But it's really, to me, the, the, the biggest danger, at least immediately, with a snow squall is the visibility. So if you're, right. if you're driving along at 60 miles an hour and all of a sudden you can't see anything, not even the vehicle ahead of you because the snow squall ramped up so fast, uh, you're in danger. You're driving in zero visibility. So to me, the greater danger in a snow squall is the drop in visibility, not so much – the slick the spots snow. because guess right. what it was melting on contact temperatures were in the 30s yeah it wasn't a surface issue you're right right so i think the biggest messaging takeaway from snow squalls is that the visibility drop is more dangerous than actually seeing slick conditions develop you know right i and you know i was driving around the other day and and it was one of those clear days where just this perfect visibility and when you're driving west into the sun, you can't see. That, to me, is just as dangerous. You know what? That's west, a good point. Driving west sun, into yeah. the sun, even yep. sunglasses. Driving west yep. into the sun is just as dangerous to me as driving in three inches of snow. That, that's making slick travel. I had to pull over. Yep. I, I have yep. sunglasses. And I feel like, yeah. you know, we need to talk about that, too. That's a good point. And we're heading into that season as the sun sets a little later. People are, you know, seeing that sun right at drive time. Yeah. Um, so you have a good point. Driving east, driving west, and, and, and you know that's going to be a problem when you have, like, really dry, crisp air and that sun can just shine so brightly in your face. I mean, it's – it's. I feel like that's underrated almost. Because Yeah, as far I, as I, the danger goes. Yeah, I seriously could not see even with sunglasses. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, good stuff. I mean, these are things that, that we want to expand on and, and talk about. So uh, if there's ever an idea you want us to talk about on a podcast, you can let us know through our social media. And, um, you know, we love talking about weather, so we don't mind that at all. So, Ed, always great to catch up with you, my friend. All right. Yeah, you too, Tom. You're listening to It's Raining Mets. <laughs>